Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you happen to be listening to us. Great Wide World brought together by the internet. It's our last edition of 2023 for the last three guys to do a podcast. I'm John Morgan, joined by Daniel Bolton, Leon Brown, Michael Peterson from 247 Sports, um, I'm sorry, SB Nation. Hopefully will be joining us in a few moments to discuss the uh, earthquake that has engulfed Los Angeles Chargers, Leon's team, of course. They lost at home to the Raiders on Thursday night and then proceeded to jettison Brandon Staley and the offensive coordinator. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, especially if you're Brandon Staley. So he's, he is still there. I don't know if they paid for him to get out of there. Hopefully, hopefully they at least got him the money to come back to Los Angeles so he can pick up his things. Uh, but again, it was just a, I know Leon is uh, right now. He is, he is in the uh, grieving um, territory. Daniel is out of it right now. He was able to go through the five stages of grief. So now Leon is in, but we're joining him because the Atlanta Falcons suffered an absolutely terrible loss today to the Carolina Panthers, 9-7, to seven, done in, of course, by a Desmond Ritter red zone interception. But hey, the, but hey, the Falcons let the Panthers go the length of the field to get that game-winning field goal. Yes, the defense didn't allow a touchdown, but... They did allow a game-winning drive. They did it last week. They did it this week. So the Falcons, I think there is I think there is absolutely nobody in Atlanta right now who is saying to themselves, okay, we're still in this. Mathematically, the Falcons are in it, but realistically, we've just written off the season. And, of course, that means does Desmond Ritter have a job in 2024? I say no. I know I've been I've been one of his champions saying, okay, let's give him time, let's give him time. But it's not as much that we're giving him time, it's the fact that he's making the same mistakes over and over again. He is not learning from his mistakes. He is continuing to force the ball, especially in red zone situations. That is leading to the interceptions. And it seems like and again, I thought Arthur Smith should pretty much join Desmond, maybe not on the on. Well, Desmond, I say, okay, you're going to be a backup. We got to get a good quarterback in. Arthur should just be on the unemployment line right now, uh, especially with three tough games coming up for Atlanta, home against the Colts, then at the Bears, the resurgent Chicago Bears, by the way, and finally at New Orleans. So uh, a tough loss all the way around for both Leon's Chargers and our Falcons. Uh, so that's kind of where we stand right now. Terrible conditions in Carolina. They were playing in a driving rain most of the game. There was one touchdown pass for Ritter, and it went and it went to Corderell Patterson. Uh, so congratulations to him. But still, defense defense allowed that drive uh, to get the field goal, and Desmond Ritter with another very bad fourth quarter decision. Yeah, uh, the defense played well, uh, of course, up until that final drive. Um, they, of course, they let things lapse, but of course. Listen, they played well all game, and, and to ask them to hold for you for an anemic offense is asking a lot. So, and, and I get it, it's the NFL, and you're supposed to do your job, but the Falcons have done their job all game. Go ahead. I thought the, I thought the Falcons showed some promise, though. So, you know, like in the second quarter, that 56-yard heave, mm-hmm. the death murder throw. And then you know the little summer pass that went for the touchdown. Okay, they might want they're, they're gonna they're gonna do yeah. it. Yeah, the offense looked like he was going somewhere, right? Man, yeah. And then that was that was it. Well, again, the the fourth quarter red zone interception. I mean, he's making. I I I bet I, I'm sure there's a stat of how many of that breaks quarterbacks interceptions down by location on the field. I'm willing to bet Ritter's interception ratio in the red zone. Is the highest in the league. It's probably it probably is, John. And, and if you look at the play, it's four Carolina Panthers around you, and and he had been doing so well not turning the ball over or just extending or, or just keeping the ball and not turning it over by just throwing the ball away, throwing it at the runner's feet, or just throwing it out of bounds, or you know, just saving the down or saving the play. And then you get to the red zone, and this happens. It's it's just frustrating to watch that, man. And then, really, 
the I, I will say that the backbreaker, well, not really necessarily the backbreaker, but what started it all was Robinson's turnover. Yeah. Because if they if he doesn't turn the ball over either, then we don't. Then we're not in that situation, and they're not kicking field goals like this early. Right. Right. So it's 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 just it's alarming that an offense that is as bad as Carolina was able to get one great drive down. That's how they beat the Texans earlier this year. They they got a 15-play drive. That's the thing. You can get a great drive on a team. You know, it's, it's, it's bound to happen. But it's like, oh, man, it's like, come on, man. We needed this game because Temple went to Green Bay and beat them. And the Saints beat a hot Giants team. Yeah. So it's like, why are we trying to keep up with y'all? We should have been the ones blowing somebody out today, and we weren't. And it's and it's because of the offense. It, it's Arthur Smith making I, listen the play calling. I, I just don't get it. I don't get why are you calling a running play on fourth and three, and you've got Robinson in the backfield. Listen, Robinson is that scat back who can. Okay, yes, he can get three or four yards. But they know where you're running, and they know where you're going. It's like I can see it. I can see where you're going. If, if you what you think the coaches can't? Yeah. Speaking of B. John Robinson, you know he kind of had a little hand in this too. Oh yeah, he did. He yeah. fumbled that football. Yeah, right that second, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, the, the entire offense was just not good. I mean, there was only one really good play. And that was the the play to John o. Smith, who I said has I think that's probably one of the one of the better acquisitions we had in the offseason too. We just ain't realized it. But it's it's like man, listen, Jesse Bates can't win the game for us every week. Yeah, he he can't he can't win the game every week. Every week he's the best player on the field for the Falcons. Defense almost pitched a shutout. Almost pitched a shutout. Allowed no really no touchdown. Yeah, no, yeah. just three field three goals. Three field goals. That that wins you a game in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Not today. No. Not today. And Atlanta is in trouble. Uh, just letting folks notice. Indianapolis is not the same Colts team that y'all think they are. They are eight and six. And if Jacksonville loses today, they are tied for first place in the AFC South. <laughs> make that make sense, y'all. Yeah. Colts came back. Yeah, everybody thought that season was done after Richardson went down earlier in the year. But uh, some guy named Gardner Minshew, <laughs> y'all remember him? Jacksonville, I know they remember. But, but Gardner Minshew comes in and just – this is the same team who they, – they don't have T.Y. Hilton anymore. No. They don't – Jonathan Taylor had been in and out. He's been dealing with contract disputes and now he's hurt. Their offensive line had been banged up. And remember, a couple of years ago, they had the best offensive line of football. They had the best right guard I've ever seen in Quentin Nelson. So it, it's – and then defensively they've had issues. But somehow, some way, they have fought themselves back into this mix. Just like a lot of teams have. The Bengals have fought themselves back. And and it's like, why can't we be one of those teams that could be like, dude, Adam Amin, who's doing a great job at Fox, he said it. They are a nine-win team. The Falcons should have nine wins easily. Yes. And we are six and eight, and we lose one more game. You might as well say we out of there. Yeah, I can say that, you know, because, you know, my team is no secret to a very bad loss. But and I, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to do the, the, the trauma Olympics. But our season was over a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But the Falcons, this right here was kind of like a worse loss because it came at a very bad time. Yeah, I mean, you know, you guys are actually playing for something. We're right still now. in it. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. Mathematically, we're still in it. If you guys beat Indianapolis, which will more than likely be the largest victory of the season if you guys. Mm-hmm. This next week, the same way that Baker Mayfield playing the, the, the Buccaneers playing the Packers was like a make-or-break moment for their season Yep, is what's going in is the stakes that the Falcons will be facing next week. Yep. 
Granted, it seems to be an uphill battle. Yes. It does. But the same way that you guys lost to Carolina, you guys can actually put some things together and beat Indianapolis. Because Stranger Things has happened. We've seen a team get beat 70 to 0. Was that 70 to 0? Was it 70 to 0? No, 70 to 10. 20. Yeah, 20. Yeah, no. Okay, it might as well have been 0. <laughs> you know, but we've seen a team like that take a a legendary shellac, a historic one, and then translate that trauma into a five game winning streak. Yep. And they are now potentially in playoff contention. Mm-hmm. And if I say I, I, I'm 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 saying if the Denver Broncos make the playoffs. Sean Payton has to be considered coach of the year. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I can't disagree with that at all. They have an uphill battle. They took a huge loss to Detroit at Detroit. Um, I just wonder what that, what that, uh, what what that, uh, uh, what all of that was about on the sideline between him and Payton. I do wonder that, but because I was looking at the play, like what did what did he do? But anyway, but yeah, they took a huge loss, and now I think they're down at eleventh, tenth or eleventh in the in the standards in terms of playoff position. It's so tight and it's so close, and with tiebreakers and all of that stuff going on, it's just hard. It, every game matters. Atlanta is at ten, you know, like. They they would have had an opportunity, and now they're probably going to go down even worse because if the Rams win, they've got the Rams and the Seahawks ahead of them. So they got to hope Seattle does something, and then they can stay afloat. Listen, every game matters now. Every single game to everybody, really, because, I mean, when we're talking about playoff seedings, that home field advantage has become so important, even to the winning team right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Are serious. Yes. Baltimore, Cleveland is coming. Okay, yeah. the, the Baltimore's Cleveland is coming, and Cincinnati, who has their backup quarterback Jake Browning, mm-hmm. they still can't run the football. <laughs> they have an okay defense. Jamar Chase got hurt today, yet they are sitting, I think, at fifth. The last time I saw it, it's like seriously, guys, like. Everybody has to understand it is time to win ball games here. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati is eight and six. The Pittsburgh Steelers are seven and seven on life support in the division. That 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 everybody in that division can take the consumer playoff. Still make the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the Steelers and the Broncos took a huge hit yesterday in their loss, but they're still mathematically alive. They said it's only two teams eliminated. Yeah, that's that would be the Justin Patriots. And Titans. Titans got eliminated today. Oh, well, okay. So it's like four teams now. Because Carolina's eliminated as well. Yeah. Everybody else is north of 500. Yeah. Um, The Chargers technically haven't been eliminated. I bet the Cardinals are eliminated. Panthers are eliminated. Commanders and Bears are on life support. Yeah. And even the Giants still have have an outside shot. They still have a shot. They still have a shot. Even when I look at the Chargers, and when I look at them, and I remember texting y'all Thursday night, and, and, and I didn't watch the first half. I forgot the game was on. I didn't watch the first half. I turned the game on. Let's see what's going on with this Chargers Raiders game. 42 to nothing. <laughs> Brandon Staley should have been fired. Uh, back quarterback, no back quarterback. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't. Easton Stick. Yeah, and I like Easton Stick. Okay, he's, he's doing okay for what he's got. But 42 to nothing. The, do you know who the other quarterback is for uh, on the on the opposing side was for the Las Vegas Raiders? Exactly. You got to think about it. <laughs> it he, he wears number four, and it's not Derek Carr. It's Aiden O'Connell. Okay? Ooh, that made it worse. Exactly. Yeah. So he put up 42 points in the first half to the Chargers. And I said, this is nonsense. This doesn't make any sense at all for a team like this. That's the Raiders. And, and granted, there's another guy. That's another guy. If he could get Coach of the Year consideration. 
Antonio Pierce has done something to that Raiders team. He has he has turned that team around and he has made them believe and he has put a belief in them. They're having so much fun in that locker room. Man. Yeah, they're gonna he he'll be considered, but because he didn't start the season as head coach, mm-hmm. that's the only thing that could possibly trip him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if if he was el- if he was eligible. Yeah. Right. But the job he's doing is remarkable. It's an amazing job that he's doing over there in Vegas, man. An amazing job. You can just look at the sidelines and tell they look so refreshed. They just look. They just look and feel different, you know. And they're still in playoff contention. We, we thought they were dead in the water. Yeah, we lost to a team. We lost seventy zero to a team. That's a sub five hundred. Yeah. There's so many ways to dissect that going in a negative. What you going to be going in the wrong direction? You lost to a backup quarterback. Uh, you lost to a divisional opponent. Yeah. You lost to an interim head coach. Uh, <laughs> you, know. you lost 60, 63-21. Oh. Oh. It's <laughs> Uh Technically, the, Car- the Cardinals are still alive, but I bet once that game with San Francisco gets a final, then you can uh, – What's their record? 3-10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, once that game gets a – Gets to be a final. They'll be three and eleven, and then they're yeah. they're uh, taking an early vacation. Okay, John, name the name the teams in the NFC that are eliminated again. Just Carolina. Just Carolina for right now. For right now, but Arizona will be added to that list because they're getting shellacked by the 49ers. And as soon right as that game turns final, they'll be out. So I said that because we just lost to those two teams this year. Those the yeah. by field goals, last second field goal. Other questions over there. That's just the, the now. Remember, this is not this is not a league of deserving teams. This is a league of teams who who win games and, and but the Falcons don't deserve to be in the playoffs. I don't think they deserve it. They don't deserve it. But if they get there, you know, hey, look, the the only way I can see Atlanta getting there, they have to win the division. I don't. I think they're out of that wild card contention. It's just too many tiebreakers that are against them. Yeah, but when they the have division. they have too much to get up to get over. Right. This this loss. I mean, the only two teams that have clinched are San Francisco and Dallas. Yes. Well, Dallas, I thought, was supposed to clinch today if they won. Well, they got them clinching. They, they got them. The NFL's got them clinching. Okay, so th- th- it's probably because somebody lost. That's probably what it was. So uh, I'm sure Philadelphia will get will clinch if they win tonight. Yes, or, or Monday night. Uh, yeah, Monday night. Yeah, yeah they could yeah, technically pack it in. I mean, these 10 and 3 teams, like I said, that home field advantage is very important. Yeah, especially for Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, yes. you can clearly see the difference when Dak Prescott plays on the road versus when he plays at home. He only has two interceptions at home versus four coming into that. I think he's now has six uh, on the road. He's just a different quarterback on the road. And he's up for MVP. Uh, he, he's an MVP candidate, and rightfully so. That Cowboys offense is good, just not today. <laughs> no, I think he's got to play better. I think he's got to play better on the road. He's got to play better on the road. You yeah. can't have an MVP candidate who's only an MVP candidate at home. Yep, I agree. And Dallas next week again. They got Buffalo, then they got Miami yep. on the road, successive weeks. Yep. So that's gonna. I mean, I don't think Dallas is gonna get that number one seed mm-hmm. simply because they're. I mean, they're gonna lose to Buffalo. They're already down by twenty eight. Yep. Uh, with and how much time left? Six minutes left. I think they're going to lose to Miami, and then uh, I, I said that too. And then I don't, I'm not sure what their record, what who they have left in their final two games. But I know they got, got Detroit and Washington. Okay, so final two games. Okay, so yeah, mm-hmm. so they'll need to win both of those. Yes, to even have a prayer and then Detroit that one game. because Detroit is still looking for. They have an outside shot for a one or maybe a two seed mm-hmm. for them, right? So they're still looking at something. Uh, along those lines, you know, we're gonna add a little, little spice. Okay. So, what do you guys think about those comments that Cam Newton made in reference to the caliber of quarterback that's in the league right now, as far as game managers and game changers? Enlighten the audience on what you said. Well, well, Cam Newton was like, you know, there's only about four or five game changers. In the NFL right now, mm-hmm. the rest are game managers. Yes. Meaning, Josh Smith, game changer. Aaron Rodgers, game changer. Mm-hmm. Think Lamar Jackson, the game changer. Mm-hmm. Mahomes. 
Pat Mahomes a game changer. Mm-hmm. And um, I said one other quarterback. But the rest, and he put Dak Prescott as a game manager. The rest of these guys are game managers. Like, their job is just not to lose the game. Versus the other guys are more like they're going to come in and change the game. Change the game. Right. I was thinking to myself, like, you know, and he said it's not a knock. It's, he's, I'm, not, I'm not knocking these guys mm-hmm. for, you know, because, you know, some of these guys do win. So he's saying that Jalen Hurts is not a game changer. Now, I'm going to him. said Brock Purdy is a game manager. His job is just to not lose the game. Don't throw the picks. Don't lose the game. Josh Smith, though he Josh has, Allen, I mean Josh Allen, though he throws hella picks, yeah, he's a game changer. Like his style of play, right? Aaron Rodgers, I think, speaks first. So he has a whole decade. He has a whole resume of you know going deep into the playoffs and running in Tom Brady. Or he ran Tom Brady one time, right? Just, he's like Aaron Rodgers, that guy, just not that okay. guy as good as Tom Brady. So Cam is he's actually missing some guys that are actually game changers. Um, Tua is a game changer. He said Tua was a game was a game manager. Yeah, he's not a game manager. He's a game changer. I think so? Yeah. Look, look at all the people he got on there. Uh, oh, I think our guest is on. All right. Hi, we were talking, uh, promoing Michael Peterson from SB Nation. I think you just called in. Mike, you there? Yes. All right. Got Mike Peterson here. But congratu- uh, thank you very much for joining us here on Last Three Guys Do a Podcast. We've been discussing what's going on in L.A. Um, really, from what the situation with the Chargers, again, I'm going to have Leon uh, drill you on some of this in a little bit. But first, uh, uh, when was the decision, Has the, was the decision to to uh, get rid of Brandon Staley, to divorce yourself from Brandon Staley, was that, has that been percolating all season? Or did they just run into this game and it's like, you know, we got to make a change? Four body blows and one to the head. As far as for that line, <laughs> you know, just you know, we lose by historic by historic proportions. Body blow to an interim head coach. Body blow to a backup quarterback. Body blow and at last but not least, to the headshot to the Raiders of all people. At one point in time, the Chargers. The Raiders haven't beat the Chargers at one point in time. As I remember, as of back in two thousand and nine, I remember I, I would troll Raider fans like no other. In like seven, we had like a seven-year winning streak against the Raiders. That was snapped in, I believe, two thousand nine, maybe two thousand ten. But to say that just to lose against a team like that by such a wide margin, it's not just Brandon Staley we have to move off from. We got to start evaluating everybody. We gotta look at are we are we really strong at the quarterback position? What are we gonna do about Kilo Mack? What about Bosa? We, I mean, I got, we gotta look at everybody. 
I think the only person who I'm not we gotta make a decision on Aaron, on, on on equity. Mm-hmm. What, what's he doing? And then and let I mean to a certain I know Mike Williams he's hurt right now, you know. So, but we gotta make a decision on him too. And you know I think the only person that we that that's, that's jobs are safe is Justin. His contract. And Keenan. Yeah. yeah. So so Mike, I guess where do you think? Uh, what's the next move for the Chargers in terms of roster? In terms of looking at the roster. So in so on a scale of one to ten, with one being staying pat and ten being a complete explosion of this roster, where do you think the Chargers are gonna are gonna fall in that? Leon says ten. <laughs> twelve. He says twelve, man. Thank you. 
That's easy. That's easy. So, if from what I'm getting from you, uh, since the decision to, to get rid of Staley has been percolating all season, the Chargers must have some idea of what kind of coach they want to replace him. Word on the campfires, uh, Mr. Belichick. Yeah, if Belichick comes in with a 30-year-old Tom Brady, go grab him. But I don't think that's going to happen. Daniel. Yeah. So, hey, Michael. Good to have you on the show again. Does this did this whole thing start from last year's playoff uh, uh, fall apart? Do, do you think that's where this started at when they they were up 27 nothing against Jacksonville? Leon is shaking his head. And Leon is being a bobblehead. He is he really about to. He is really about to break his table here. <laughs> but <laughs> do you think it started from there? And if not, where do you think this this downfall started? Thank you. 
Took the words right out of my mouth. As far as I'm concerned, it's like the Chargers went in the opposite direction that the Denver Broncos did. We were talking about this off camera, but if you notice that the Denver Broncos took a very, you know, they, they, they had a very disappointing loss at the beginning of the season. And they responded with, I believe, to be a five-game win. When the Chargers took that disappointing playoff loss to Jacksonville, we responded by starting the season on And then, you know, we, we, we were winning some games and losing some games. And, you know, we pretty much turned into like a 500 team until we just started just dipping. And it seems to me that that's a problem with the culture. There's just a culture of, of complacency. Um, it, it's it's, it's some, something needs to something needs to change. Brandon Staley, it seems that he lost the locker room weeks ago, and we, we just we, and, and I think it just it just volcano last game. So going forward, I, I believe that if we can, if we could get. So, I mean, even though Bill Belichick hasn't had a great season, you know, in, in about three since Tom Brady left for the most part, but he has so much cultural equity in the NFL that hopefully if we if we can snatch him, we need something big. If we could bring in Bill Belichick or, you know, just a, we had to bring a notable head coach, someone with some type of cachet to come in and change that culture because – when, I, I don't want to see Justin Herbert's talent just get wasted like that. I think this young man is a stud, but he he hasn't really benefited from from the right environment. We need someone to put bring in a, a nice cultural environment to go off and see if we could just maximize this young man's potential and maximize the the, the potential of the team. Because this roster at the end of the year, I mean, the team was too good not to be. A nine to ten wins team right now. I mean, to be where we're at right now is just that is. I, I no, I'm shocked. This they, they have to be the chart. I'm not saying to my team, but I'm just saying this as a person. I'm trying to be as non-objective as possible. As possible, they have to be the biggest disappointment this year. It's been one horror and tragedy after the next since Hamas's killing and kidnapping attack of Israelis 10 weeks ago. On Friday, three hostages were accidentally killed by Israeli forces, even though we now know they were waiting for a white flag. This is the almost colony of Gaza continues unabated. As much as 90% of the population has been displaced, and the death toll keeps rising. About 100 Israeli hostages have been released, mostly women and children, but as many as 130 remain in captivity, and open wounds in Israel, where we went this past year and spoke to one of the hostages who was freed after 54 days. 36-year-old Jordan Roman Gott. She and her husband, Alain Gott, were abducted on October 7th at Kibbutz near the Gaza border. Alain took us to the room that was his parents' home in Berlin. This is the entrance. On October 7th, he, his wife, Jordan, and their three-year-old daughter, Gethin, were visiting his folks. The Hamas stormed the Kibbutz gate, 
Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, because they got a very tough three-game slate to end. Home with, home with Buffalo at Denver. Home with the Chiefs. Right. Third season, they just retrogress, retrograde, come back, come back to earth. So, do you think the Chargers' first order of business is getting a new head coach? I mean, for when we hit the offseason, got to get a new head coach. I would assume that's the first thing they're going to do before they'll get into their roster. The GM will go first. I'm sorry, you're right. You're right. GM will go first. I concur. My thing is, um, we're, we're, we're going, whatever, it's like we haven't had a great GM since A.J. Smith. If you call him great. Yeah. Because he, they, you know, he, he, he had a little nickname called the Lord of No Rings. <laughs> you know, we, we, you know we, we had a good run during the early 2000s, but not, but, you know, the, for the past, but I would say the past 13 years have just been a very, very, you know, rough patch in the franchise's history. But we got to, I think that we're headed some in the right direction. I think we do have some type of stability at the quarterback position. Um, I, I, I'm kind of, you know, we, we were discussing, right before you called, we were discussing, you know, um, game changers and game managers. 
in which Cam Newton named about five um, quarterbacks in the league that were game changers and all the rest of game managers, and this includes Justin Herbert. What's your what's what's your take on Mr. Herbert going forward? Because as of right now, as a starter, he is thirty and thirty three. You know. No, no, that's on you. So, and that was, I love how you put that, Michael. So, you're a GM, and you're sitting in that draft room, and you're saying, okay, we have to build something, and we have to start somewhere to build around Herbert to to get him going and to get this team going. 
if I'm the Chargers and I have that, I don't know, you guys are teetering in, in between maybe I say 7 to 14. I'm just going to give that range of the draft pick. In that first round, what position am I looking at in in starting with this process? All right, Mike, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us here on the last three guys to do a podcast. Mike Pierce from SB Nation. Best of luck to you the rest of the year. Yeah. Hey, appreciate it, Mike. Right, thank hey, you. I appreciate the input, Mike. All right. Again, that was Michael Pierce from SB Nation talking Chargers. We've only got about 10, 8 minutes left. Want to get your opinions quickly on Draymond Green, his indefinite suspension after basically cold cocking. One of the uh, Phoenix Suns uh, um during a game on Tuesday night. It was his third ejection of the year, so he's not going to come back for a while. Yeah, he's suspended indefinitely. And, and listen, he he got on the um, uh, on the post game press conference and said, "I didn't mean to hit the guy." BS. No, he okay, meant to hit him. You, you did because if you look at the play and, and the incident that occurred, he was posting up against Nurkic, which means that his back was to Nurkic. And he had to turn all the way around and swing and hit Nurkic. And, and you know, I I don't know what could be going on. I think, you know, he could be having some personal issues going on. I think I've heard that. I think we've heard that, right, that he might be having some personal issues mm-hmm. going on or whatnot. But I would consider him, I think he's on the Mount Rushmore of uh, – Enforcers of enforcers, yeah. legendary enforcers. Yeah, yeah. He he's on the Mount Rushmore. Uh, Rodman in the Chicago days, yep. and then Mahorn and Lane Beer. Okay, with the Pistons, Kermit Washington. Yeah, yeah, you can put him. <laughs> listen, these guys were. Listen, you you were not going to attack their star player. Okay, they were going to take the hit for him. All right, but they need him. He is such a viable part of that offense. He is like the the secondary point guard to Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. He sometimes sees things that Curry doesn't see on the court. So when you don't have him on there, it hurts them. It hurts them bad, man. And at some point in time, Green has to understand. It started even with the pool situation when he hit when he hit Jordan Poole in, in practice. 
dude, sometimes you, you got to calm this down, man. It's not that serious. Seriously. If he was playing hockey, he'd be straight. Oh, he'd be oh, he'd be dynamic. He'd be <laughs> probably one of the best defensemen. In the- yeah. <laughs> it's like in basketball, man. They they like the rules are so softened up, man. You, you, you can't even sneeze on someone the wrong way, and you know without without catching some type of penalty or whatnot. You foul someone the wrong way. You know, it's like, man. I mean, I I, I don't I don't get it because I'm like, you know, there, I mean, there has to be some type of self control. I mean, that, go, that goes on. I mean, and, I hey, agree. The NBA has taken a real bad rap right now. It's been a very harsh year for them. You got you have an actor pedophile playing named Josh Giddy. You got oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. You 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 got you got you got Draymond Green who's looked like he's auditioning for, for, for Vince McMahon oftentimes out there. I mean the way he put that he, he went off of Melvin Rudy Gobert like oh, he that. did, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Baby boy, <laughs> <laughs> you has Raymond Green butt naked in, 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 in Rudy's mom's kitchen. <laughs> Ask him if he wants some breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so you know you gotta, you know you gotta, you gotta get together because the fact is that you're playing for a team that's competitive. And to to your point, Daniel, he is the unofficial point guard for that team. Yeah, with with Draymond out there. Able to see the court, able to see the patterns, and get the and, and attack the angles in the right direction. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson can really do what they need to do, right? To and even though they got Chris Paul, and they got, but, yeah, they got but at the same time though he's not, you know, Draymond has those. They, they can't. They got drafted together. Yeah, these guys all came into the league together. They know each other. That's the only reason he still got a job right now. Yeah, because I mean, anybody yeah. else who would have did that, I, I'm the antics like that would have been released. The reason why he has a job right now is because of all of the winning they've done. Do we believe they draft my grand Hall of Famer? It's. He's a four-time world champion. Starter, right? Rings. Starter and, and integral part. Integral part. Doesn't have the numbers though. Doesn't have the numbers. Yeah, his numbers. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have the numbers, but he has he has some accolades. But the accolades he has, he and. He's been defensive player. Hasn't he been defensive player? Yes. Right? So, he and he's on the all-NBA defensive team just about every year because he was a tremendous defender, uh, especially in his in his earlier days, in his younger years. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. So, Jason Green is a Hall of Famer acting act like someone who has nothing to lose. They can look at you. They, they can look at well, listen. They, they, they can snub him one year. Like, these, these guys all plan on retiring together. Listen, sure, Clay. If we cover the NBA, we'll be Hall of Famers. Okay, I look at the NBA Hall. I look at the the Naismith Basketball Hall of Famers. Anybody can get in. Okay, anybody that is that's had a great career in high school, college, or the NBA. Not and or the NBA. Leitner's in there. And Leitner was not really a good player in the NBA, but he should be there too. He was. I, I can't. I can't respect that because all those guys are good college players. That, uh, yeah, that yeah. yeah to, to your point, but at the same time, you know, you got people like, I don't think Robert Ory's in Who? I don't think Robert Ory's in there. Horry. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right in. But like Tracy, Big shot by. Yeah. yeah. If you had about, you know, if you had about eight consistent years of great basketball, they're going to let you in. You know, and like, for example, Tracy McGrady, you're, you're, you're going to get in. But the same I have to say, Draymond Green, Kashawn King's name. He's not, he's not in all of you know, probably because of, yeah, well, he's probably not going to get in because of the off field. Yeah, the, the, the uh, proclivities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the drug, you know, happy power issue. But you know, as, as a player, you know, but saying to say, I think I think Jerry Moss Hall of I think they they will all get in at the same time when they retire. But saying to say, he his conduct, man, is very unbecoming. For a player of his stature, let's be honest. You're you're a veteran in this league, and you're been in the league for over ten years. You've been in the league for ten years, and you're carrying yourself as if you were a player on a ten day contract. Yeah, you know, I mean, these were they don't have if they don't have him, and we win. saw and we saw how it was when he was hurt. If they don't have him. 
they're not contended for anything. No. That, I, I don't even think they contended for a playoff spot. Right. What they, what, I know they got to be like, I know they're probably talking to him with the voice down to a certain degree. Like, hey, man, Correct. you know, but man, at the episode, you got man, hey, man, hey, what the explicative are you doing? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, like, yo, man, at the end of the day, man, I'm, if I'm Steph Curry, I'm Clay Thompson, I'll be trying to win. Clay, they're, they're, they're talking crazy about Clay Thompson right now mm-hmm. because his production has been dipping. And I don't understand that. Because who's taking that place? Paul is not a is not a shooter. He, he's a he's a he's a guy that dishes it out. They got no one to take this place. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So I, I'm that's why and, and that's why. What is their record? <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not what I wanted to say. Are they even what in contention? In the I, I believe they're, they're barely in contention. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I think if the playoffs were to start today, I think they would be a 10 seed. Yeah, they'll be a play, but then, you know, they'd be in the play. That's going to work itself out down a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're they're 11. They're like a they're, 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 they're State's 11 and 14. They're 11 they're, behind Phoenix in LA, but of course, it's going to work itself out. It's still early. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all know who the best team in the West is, though? Yeah, I know, right? That's going to work itself out. Minnesota Temple? Every New Denver. Yeah. Right, right. They're not the best team in the NBA. Of course, that's the Celtics. But we knew that coming in. The Celtics were going to be good. They're 14 and 0 at home. Yeah, so Minnesota Timberwolves actually, they're, they're, they're finally waking up. But they figured out that Carl Anthony Towns is not the man there. No, right. It's Anthony Edwards. It's, it's <laughs> that's what they had to figure out, right? So that's why. But but this 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 green situation, John, it, he has to, and I'm glad this this suspension was indefinite because he has to go through league and team. Yeah, he's got he's got hoops. He has he's got to jump, jump through. He got to talk to he got to the parole board. Yeah, yeah, and he's got to be able to finesse not finesse, but he's got to be able to convince the league and his team that listen, I won't go cold cocking defenders. Yes, <laughs> I'm not gonna hit anybody. I'm not gonna punch anybody. I'm not going to elbow them. I'm not going to put anybody in the sleeper hole. <laughs> Gobert almost went to sleep, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. And, but but he has to understand, not only are you not going to do that, but why? Yeah. But you, you have to understand that you are a significant piece to this franchise. And if you're not on that court, that team's not going anywhere. I'll tell you what's not going to go anywhere. All right, the ratings and if, if, if the, the ratings in the NBA, if the if, if the playoffs were to start today, Minnesota, OKC, Dallas, Denver, Sacramento, Clippers, New Orleans, Houston, who's watching that? <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers got it. Well, here's the thing: the Lakers can't be in. They they're not enough in season tournaments that the Lakers can win. Yeah. Okay. Because that's when the Lakers shine the most in in the end season tournament. But in the regular season, it's like, man, this is boring. <laughs> yeah, everybody's waiting for the playoffs to start. But, man, if, if the playoffs were to start, this right here, too. If, if the playoffs were to start, Leon, they would play the Phoenix Suns in the 9 10 game. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a youth movement going on right now. It's, it's, what, it's what what's predicted. OKC was in the predicted, though. But it's a it's a large youth movement. We saw them coming though. We saw them coming. We saw them coming. Yeah, we saw that Thunder team coming. And Shea Gilchrist Alexander is here. That kid can. That kid is a star. He's a superstar now in this league. He can play. He is among one of the top ten players in the NBA. And, and as long as he keeps going, OKC. Yeah, it's a. If you look at okay, Minnesota youth movement. Yep. OKC youth movement. Yep. Dallas youth movement. Denver. What do you call Denver? Denver is just defending champs. They're, they're, they're that's, defending that's, champs. That's, that's gonna be there again because they got that big six ten, six eleven guy. Right. Who plays like a point guard. Right. <laughs> but right now they're a middle of the pack team. Yeah. They're they're number four. Sacramento Kings youth you movement. The, the Clippers. Clippers. No, that's an old team that's finally getting it together. Yeah, they, they, they had to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the thing is with the Clippers is that Leonard and George had to be healthy. Yeah, yeah, and they haven't really been healthy. No, they haven't. But they've been more healthy than they were last, right, than right. the last three seasons that they've been together. They have, yeah, they haven't been healthy since twenty twenty. Yeah, 
Well, we're going to have to, sorry guys, we're going to have to leave it there on our final show for the 2023 season. We'll be back with you in January. want to thank Michael Peterson. Uh, but quickly, before we go, Daniel, there is approximately 240 days until the start of the 2024 high school football season. Uh, the football <laughs> season ended Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Congratulations to the Perry Panthers. They beat Stockbridge 38-27. Duke Scott only had one touchdown for Stockbridge. So Perry really the only team that he had 125 yards rushing, one touchdown, but Perry really the only team that was able to stop Duke Scott all season. And I bring this up because Perry and Stockbridge are the one game that we saw both of them. So yeah. we kind of have a good, have a good look on as to how that game developed. So I want to congratulate that. Again, thanks to Mike Pearson from SB Nation for joining us here. Unless you guys do a podcast, we'll be back with you. Uh, I'm going to take a couple weeks off for the holidays. I'm going to be visiting my mother in Henderson, Nevada for the Christmas and New Year's, although I will be leaving a little earlier than I thought. I'll be back on January 7th, so January 14th will be our first taping of the new year. We'll be talking college football playoffs. I'm sure the final game will be there. We're talking NFL playoffs and everything else that's been going on. I appreciate all of you for what, for listening to us. Again, mash that subscribe button and that like button. We appreciate all your support that we've uh, engendered and gotten for this season. Hopefully we'll be making the move to YouTube and getting a video component. Hopefully that will be coming up in 2024. So you have that to look forward to. So for everyone involved, thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And we'll see you in 2024. Thanks so much. Thank you all. And this has been the last three guys do a podcast. Have a good night.